one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi everyone and welcome to Mentally Yours. We're doing things a bit differently at the moment. We're recording three episodes a week. And we're also recording from home. We're also going to be chatting about things around the coronavirus generally, because obviously we're living in some quite strange and unusual times at the moment. So anyway, I'm Yvette, and today I'm chatting to Janie Lee Grace. She's a presenter and author who runs The Sober Club and podcast Alcohol Free Life. I'm going to be chatting to her about the challenges of avoiding alcohol during these weird times. Hi, Janie. Welcome to Mentally Yours. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. So just to start off, was there a particular thing that happened to lead you to set up The Sober Club and your podcast? Yeah, the podcast is called uh, Alcohol Free Life. I think what led me to, to, to do it was in the, in the first few months after I ditched the booze, I didn't actually tell anyone. I went for three months without telling anyone, well, one one person. <laughs> when I look back now, I realise how daft that was because I could have made it so much easier for myself. I could have got support. I could have felt connected. And I, and I didn't do any of that. I, I literally, I, f- I actually felt ashamed, which is bonkers, but I, but I did. I felt ashamed. But what I did do was I immersed myself in the quitlet, you know, this the expression goes quit literature, you know, books about stopping drinking. I immersed myself in the books and I listened to loads of podcasts. I absolutely devoured um, the podcasts, listening to people who had been there, done it, got the t-shirt. So they were further ahead than me and it, it, just made it all feel possible for me. So when I was feeling like I just can't do this anymore, I'd listen to a podcast where someone was describing exactly that kind of stage. And I thought, oh my goodness, right. Okay. I know I can do it and I will carry on. And so what happened for me was when I then did 
eventually come out and, and share my story, I was I was actually amazed at, to, to find just how many people really just reacted. The, the way people reacted was incredible. People sort of said, oh my goodness, but I wish I could do that. That's, that's, that's me. And I suddenly realized that this gray area drinking problem, in inverted commas, is, is so much bigger than I'd thought. So I started the podcast first, Alcohol Free Life. And again, I didn't really, I kind of just threw it out there and thought, you know, uh, uh, there's people I want to interview, so it has to be worth just getting them on the podcast. So I did it sort of for myself in a way, but but people seem to love it, and so that's been going now for kind of coming up to 15 months or something. And then I started the Sober Club last September because I realised that there was a lot out there for people who want to ditch the booze, want to sort of go through the process of a challenge and and give up drinking and quit or maybe just stop for a while or moderate. But there wasn't very much for the what next. I focus very much, okay, you've made that decision. You've either already ditched the booze or you've made a decision that you're on that path. But what else is there for you? Um, So because of my kind of background in everything connected with holistic living, that's what I want to focus on. Once people stop drinking, they often want to look at their nutrition and their fitness and their relationships and their purpose and everything else. Did you turn to Alcoholics Anonymous in any part of this or did you find them not quite for you? No, I think uh, right at the beginning when I, well, in fact, for years before I even stopped drinking, that was actually one of the reasons I couldn't stop drinking because my perception was that if I went to Alcoholics Anonymous, which we think of as, most people think of as the only support available, I would have to label myself an alcoholic. And as I've already said, I didn't and don't consider that I was ever at rock bottom. I didn't put myself in that bracket of, you know, being alcohol dependent or or needing that kind of support. I, I didn't believe I was an alcoholic and I still don't believe that I ever was an alcoholic. There's a whole thing around language there. And, and with Alcoholics Anonymous, I think they do an absolutely amazing job in in supporting people and and that the sense of community. Some people thrive on being able to meet face to face with 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 others in the same position. So I think their work is incredible. But the concept of having to accept that you need to surrender, that you that you are not empowered, I don't accept. I, I don't accept I was ever an alcoholic. I am someone who used to drink alcohol. I no longer drink alcohol. I was able to to stop because I wasn't clinically dependent. Of course, it would be dangerous to just stop if you are, but I wasn't. I was a grey area drinker, what's called a normal drinker, actually. And I was absolutely able to empower myself to uh, quit the booze. I think it's good to know as well that there's lots of other things for people out there who are, like you say, grey area drinkers or there are. like they're drinking a bit sort of too much, but don't want to go to necessarily an AA meeting because I think maybe Mm. AA works for some people for some reasons and then for others they may not sort of be so on board with the whole sort of higher power thing or Mm. whatever reason it is they're not so keen on it. Um, tell me a bit more about the Sober Club and what you actually do with that. Sure. So, I mean, just to add to that, you're, you're absolutely right. I, I, 
I really don't care how people come to this. It doesn't matter to me if you go to AA, if you go to, you know, there's Drink Aware, there's Smart Recovery. There are so many ways now of getting you to the place you want to be. And that's what's absolutely amazing. But for me, uh, with the Sober Club, my my aim is to provide, uh, or is to enable, if you like, a community where people can find amazing resources around optimum health and well-being. So we're focusing on everything else, all the stuff that we want to add in. The, so the really good nutrition, and particularly if you're in the early stages of ditching the booze, it's really important to remember that your brain chemistry can be all over the place. Suddenly, you know, you don't have the dopamine hits, the GABA, the serotonin, and, and it can really mess with you physically and emotionally. But there is stuff that you can do. You can put back really good nutrients. You can do a little program of juicing. There's, there's so many things you can do in terms of nutrition. Obviously, exercise. It's a time when a lot of people, for the first time, they think, you know what, I might, I might actually start running or I might do yoga and meditation and mindfulness. Um, I've got a whole load of resources, sort of hypnosis audios, meditations, asking people to focus on their self-care, which is critical at this time. So all of those things are, are available to the Sober Club members. And in addition, we have a, an exclusive community where we, uh, you know, we, we, we support each other. And, and that's amazing, really. That, you know, there's that phrase, isn't there? The opposite of addiction is connection. And, and it really is so true that if people feel connected, they're far more likely to uh, go back to their old habits. How are you and your members maintaining that connection, especially during this difficult time? Well, fortunately, everything's always been online anyway. I do have some some retreats booked that I, you know, I now don't know if they're going to happen. And that will be that will be really, really, really disappointing. But meanwhile, actually, we're we're using this time to focus on, you know, what we can do. Again, similarly, you know, you, you, you I tell people, not to focus on what they can't drink, focus on what you can. And there's amazing alcohol-free alternatives. And it's just the same with this. We, we, okay, we can't do certain things, but what can we do? Could we use this time to learn a language, do something creative, start meditating? One of the main reasons people say they don't do meditation is because they don't have time. And so now is a fantastic time to, you know, put that in place. So, um, you know, it, uh, it really does make um, a, an absolutely huge difference. Obviously, we're living through some quite strange and challenging times at the moment. Yeah. How are you finding life at present in terms of staying alcohol free? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, this is one of my biggest fears, not for myself. I'm really solid and strong, you know, in my sobriety. But I do feel that at this time, people are in, in a state of fear and anxiety. And it can be so difficult because that can be a time when people really revert back to old habits. When you're in that state of fear, it's a, it's a fight, flight or freeze mode. And so I'm really trying to encourage everyone to to step away from the fear, you know, perhaps not have the news on 24-7 and, and put in place, actually do some preparation so that you can put in place um, little bits of self-care that really are going to work for you. People do have to be mindful, but it's perfectly possible to just take more, take more time and attention. This is the time to practice self-care. It really is. I think whether you've sort of been much of a drinker in the past or not, a lot of people seem to be turning to alcohol during this stressful time. Um, what yeah. are the risks and what are the alternatives 
Yeah. So you're you're right. One of the biggest concerns here is that even people who weren't necessarily drinking too much before uh, suddenly start panic buying in the supermarket and 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 start start drinking to numb out their fear. And I would just say, you know, if this whole episode teaches us anything, it's the importance of well, we're all we're all finding out what's important, aren't we? Really, all the all the little things that we thought were important no longer are. But what's important for everyone is their own sense of well-being and their own their own health and their own immunity. And whatever stage you're at, if you're if you're ill, if you are well, we can all work on our own immunity. And alcohol, it's really important to remind people, lowers immunity. It's really, it's, it, you know, I can't stress how bad for you alcohol is. I just didn't never used to believe that stuff. <laughs> I used to love reading the articles that said, oh, red wine is good for you. No, it actually is really not. It is not good for you. It's a poison. It's a toxin. You know, it's not good for you. It will lower your immunity. More importantly, it will increase your anxiety. This link between alcohol and and, and mental health issues, people just don't focus enough on it. It's it, it really kind of freaks me out that people can can report to, you know, consultants and goodness knows what about their their mental health issues and their anxiety. And they're not even asked about the part that alcohol plays in their life. So I think now is the time when we actually all have to take some responsibility, you know. So if you have that driving for, you know, I need a drink, you actually, for most people, if they were offered alcohol in a in a little horrible kind of broken plastic cup you're offered some warm wine in a broken plastic cup you wouldn't want it because it's not actually the alcohol most of us want it's all of the ritual around it it's what we've told ourselves it will do for us so actually if you can reframe your mindset keep the ritual have a nice drink you know sit with your loved one if you if you're lucky enough to be with someone and have a nice drink or have a some other thing that actually is a treat um, have a bit of of really good quality 80% cacao chocolate or whatever you know n- nurture yourself don't don't try and deprive yourself but keep that ritual but change the ingredients don't have alcohol because it's toxic and because it will increase your anxiety and right now none of us want that that sounds like a great idea i'm a big fan of non-alcoholic cocktails so i'm thinking Mm. what can i mix up at home there's some brilliant brilliant alcohol-free spirits now as i'm sure you're aware sort of alternatives to gin um Mm. and even if you didn't used to drink gin you have a shot of this stuff there's no no sugar in it usually or even calories It's, it's what you add to it you know and then you put your tonic water or some soda water water or whatever and and pimp it with, uh, you know, as I say, all your trimmings. It's a really, a really lovely, I mean, one thing that people often are worried about, not now, but obviously at some point in the future, when you go out with friends or when you invite friends to your house, people get worried about, oh, what will I offer them to drink? And, you know, to invite friends over for, for mocktails, for a whole bunch of drinks they've never tried before, it's fantastic. It's great fun. So let's talk practical steps now, because as I say, we're living through very strange times. Well, I probably don't need to say that. It's fairly stressful. Um, Say someone's had like a really stressful week. They're sort of just getting their head around working from home. They're sort of worried about family members. I'm sure a lot of people are in that sort of situation. And then it gets to a Friday or a Saturday night. They're stuck in, whether it's on their own or with somebody. What would you suggest that they do to sort of 
unwind, I suppose, rather than turning to alcohol? You know, as you say, we're in very strange times. So some of the things that I would usually suggest may not be possible. It's got to be what works for you. So everyone, I think, has a list of resources. If you haven't got a list, you need to make one. <laughs> everyone needs to make resources, a list of resources. And, and this needs to be stuff that makes you feel good. So it can be simple things like a walk in nature, like a yoga class for when we're able to get to one, running, you know, having a bath and lighting a candle, and, you know, and, and, and relaxing in a, in, a, in a warm bath. It might be reading a really good book. It might be listening to a podcast. It might be just being by an open fire or, you know, there are a whole bunch of things. And they can be very small things. Sometimes it's this joy of the ordinary. Catherine Gray wrote a great book, The Unexpected Joy of the Ordinary. Sometimes they're little things, but get in touch with what they are. What are your resources apart from drinking. When you know what they are, you can focus on them and you can add them in. If you're trying to ditch the booze, create a little sober toolkit for yourself. And by that, I mean, have something in your toolkit. You need to do a little bit of prep. There's no point in sort of just getting to six o'clock and going, right, I can't drink. Ah, right. Haven't got anything else to do or have. Because <laughs> then your little inner toddler will say, but I want my drink. You know. So prep it in advance and have your little sober toolkit. And in there, have something physical. So something that you can actually eat or drink. So again, as I've already said, one of the amazing alcohol-free drinks, make sure you've got it. Buy it, have it in the fridge, have it ready. You know, know what you're going to drink. Have that prepped. Have something that you love to eat that's, that's actually good for you. Have a great book or a podcast, you know, to, to, to listen to. So you've got your physical stuff and a journal, by the way. Journaling is amazing. If you can't do anything else, just sit and write down your thoughts, get them out. And then have something inspirational like, a, you know, as I say, the podcast or the audios or uh, listening to a, a TED talk. And then, you know, you need something that is going to help you spiritually. So have something spiritual in there, whether that's a hypnosis audio or a meditation or a visualization. And then you need some connection. So it's those four kind of elements, really. And obviously, at the moment, we can't do the face-to-face -face connection, but there's so much online. Obviously, I've got the, the Sober Club. And there's loads of great communities online where you can connect with other people who are going through what you are. So you need your Sober Toolkit. And for that six o'clock, you know, even thing when you would normally get back from work and you've had a stressful day, choose one of your other resources. It's, it's distraction, I suppose, at the beginning is what it really is. But, you know, it really works. Get past that distraction. Go and meditate. Go and have a bath. Go and read a book. Go and have a walk in nature. Focus on something else and add in something that does do the same job. It, it, I can't deny it's hard at first. But it's hard in you. The actual physical cravings leave the body very quickly. It only takes a few days for most people for the alcohol to be out of your system. So the cravings are in your head. I'm not saying they're not real. <laughs> they are. But they're thoughts. And you can reframe and change your own thoughts. That's fantastic. Thank you. I suppose I'd like to also add as maybe a final question. What other support is out there for people struggling with um, whether it's addiction or so alcohol issues at the moment? Well, Alcohol Change UK is a great resource. There's a lot of information there. Club Soda have been doing amazing work for years. They have online communities. Um, so their their work is fantastic. So go on, if you're a, a Facebook user, go, go and join uh, Club Soda together. Um, that's a, a, fr a free Facebook group. Um, we've already mentioned Smart Recovery, Drink Aware. Um, and there are many influencers and people who, who have uh, communities 
online. Uh, I mean, once you become, once the world sort of opens up to you and you become aware that this stuff exists, you, you start to see it everywhere. It's quite incredible. Um, obviously, I'd love people to listen to, to my podcast as well, Alcohol Free Life. There's so many amazing guests on there. And thesoberclub.com, there's a, a whole bunch of, uh, of, of free blogs and resources. And obviously, if you wanted to join as a member, you're very welcome. But but really, once you start looking around, you will, you will be amazed. I was incredulous at how much is out there when I'd identified that I wasn't the only one who felt this way. Thank you, Janie. Is there anything you'd like to add finally? I think I'd just like to add that that one question to ask yourself. So rather than ask yourself, oh my goodness, am I drinking too much? Uh, how, how, what will life be like? Oh my goodness. You know, rather than be in that place of fear, ask yourself, would my life be better physically and emotionally without alcohol? And if a little voice in your head says, yeah, actually it would, then I want to assure you that it may not feel like it now, but life is 100% better without the booze. So this is goodbye. So Janie had some great tips in there about things to do other than drink a load of booze during this time. I mean, to be honest, I can kind of relate to that. I have to confess, I might have bought in a bottle of wine or two. Um, and I don't even really properly drink and I shouldn't really drink with the meds that I'm on. So I really loved her idea about creating a sort of ceremony around alcohol-free drink. So what I thought I might do this weekend is come up with some mocktails. So mocktails are alcohol-free cocktails. I was thinking probably I've got some Dr Pepper in. I don't know what I can mix with Dr Pepper. Or maybe I'll just put like a load of crushed ice in with it. So anyway, I think probably put some fruit on the side of the glass. Or I might try like one of these things like seed lip, um, which is an alcohol-free drink. So yeah, that's what I'm going to be doing at the weekend. We have a lovely Facebook group called Mentally Yours and also a Twitter, which is Mentally YRS. If you're having a go at alcohol-free drinks as well at this weekend, let us know what you're trying. That'll be good. Thanks very much to our producer, Juliet Nichols, and to Janie Lee for coming on, and also to Lucy Baker for our jingles. See you next time. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.